my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. everyone, Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta. Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast. <laughs> okay, guys, um, I just thought of something this week that I should have thought of when I started the Michelle and Friends series that honestly, technically, should have been the first episode of the Michelle and Friends series, but I didn't think of it until this week. I just like... Why? This should have been at the beginning. Let me tell you what episode I'm talking about that I'm going to cover today. That is going to be... It's going to be a bonus to the Michelle and Friends series. The episode I'm referring to is Season 5, Episode 24, Girls Will Be Boys. This aired April 28th, 1992. In this episode, when her best friend Teddy ignores her for being a girl, Michelle decides she wants to become a boy instead. Meanwhile, Jesse gets a part on Joey's TV show, and DJ catches Stephanie listening in on her phone call. <laughs> oh, I just, I, I just thought of it this week. I'm like, well, wait, wait a second, because we started with the long goodbye from season six. I'm like, oh my gosh. But anyway... <laughs> So, here's my plan. I'm still releasing Season 8's I Got a Secret as the bookend to the Michelle and Friends series. And then I am releasing this one and it will still be under the Michelle and Friends series. <laughs> I apologize for the confusion. I just, I really, I record these one to two months in advance and I had everything laid out, how I wanted to do it, and I think I had had this one categorized under, I thought I had categorized under another category for next year, but I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not how this works. All right, so this episode was directed by Joel Zwick. We have writer Jeff Franklin, the creator. We got Tom Burkhart and Stacey Herr and Jeff Shimil, Shimil, as he's a story editor. Stacy and Tom, along with Jeff Franklin, are the writers of this episode. So it's nice to have you know a lady there when it comes to all things Michelle. See here, we do have some guests. We do have, of course, Miko Hughes as Aaron. We got Taj Maori as Teddy. We got Cyrus Nemani. Boy at show, we got Molly or girl at show. So these are the kids on the Ranger Joe show that are sitting on their little wooden stumps while Joey interacts with Mr. Woodchuck. We got Michael J. Shia as the stage manager. And of course, I'm trying to think of this might have been Journey Smollett's. She plays Denise. This might have been her first. Appearance on Full House. Let me double check, though, because I don't want to say it is if it's not. 
Uh, okay, actually, no. In fact, The Devil Made Me Do It, which is going to be coming out next month for the Jesse and Michelle... Excuse <laughs> The Jesse and Michelle double feature, which is The Devil Made Me Do It, along with Please Don't Touch the Dinosaur. That came, so that was actually Journey Smollett's appearance. Why did I think Girls Will Be Boys came first? I don't know, because this is like, this is literally almost the end of season five. It is, yeah, we got two, we got basically the season five finale, which is Captain Video Parts 1 and 2, which I will be covering. I believe, that one... For Jesse's career journey, because it is so long, there's so much to it, that is going to be, that's going to pretty much be two months. I believe it's going to be in May and June. Because we're covering it all, from season one all the way up through season eight. <laughs> Alright, so let me jump back to Girls Will Be Boys. <clears throat> Aaron is a real... Oh my gosh, this boy. I swears. Teddy needs to get a backbone. Spoiler alert, he does! <laughs> like, I am not going to let you dictate who my friends can be regardless of their gender. I'm not doing it. This is the only time... Oh! That's right! This is the only time Michelle called Teddy by his real name, Theodore. And I'm probably... I think when I would have maybe first or second saw this episode, I'm like... Who is she talking to? Who's Theodore? I'm like, oh, right, Teddy is short for Theodore. Uh-huh. First appearance of Denise, she would become a recurring character in the following two seasons. Now, this trivia is contradicting itself because she already appeared in episode... Wait a minute. Hold on a second. Now I'm contradicting myself. Hold on, guys. Okay, something's going on here. Wait a second. I covered The Devil Made Me Do It. I don't remember Denise being in that episode at all. Where was she at? She wasn't... I'm confused. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. This is not your normal, thought-out, planned episode. So, I feel like I'm all over the place. So, please forgive me. This episode's got a 6.8 out of 10 based on 225 ratings. We got goofs. At the end of the tape near Ranger Joe, there's the close-up of Mr. Woodchuck speaking. It then cuts to a longer shot and Joey's still making Mr. Woodchuck's mouth move for no apparent reason. Well, audio-visual unsynchronized when Stephanie hangs up the phone as she listen was listening on DJ's phone call with Kimmy. The sound of the handset touching the phone is briefly heard when the handset isn't even touching the phone. When DJ hangs up the phone after listening in on DJ and Kimmy's conversation, the sound of the... Oh, well, okay, why are there two different... This is the same trivia, just worded differently. Continuity. When Teddy and Aaron leave Michelle alone the first time, around the time Teddy apologizes, the towel changes position on his shoulder between shots. Well, you know that they do film these scenes more than once. You're not always going to get it in one take. Let's see if we got any user reviews for this episode. And we don't. Okay, so 
Before I jump into the podcast, I want to let all the Tanner newbies, aka the new listeners that are just joining in, want to say welcome. Thank you for jumping aboard the Tanner train, aka the podcast. I want to let you know where you can listen to the podcast. If you're listening, you kind of already know SoundCloud and iTunes are your best bet for listening to the In fact, they're your only bet for listening to the podcast. Because I don't do Spotify and I don't do Anchor and I have no... I have no uh, interest in using those platforms because I'm already paying a yearly service to use SoundCloud. (laughs) Sorry for getting a little personal. So, also, the podcast does have a Facebook page. You can just type in Full House Podcast or Fuller House Podcast and the Oh My Lanta Holy Chalupas Podcast will pop up. You can like it, you can follow it if you'd like to, that way you know what episodes I'm doing and when. I don't go episode by episode or season by season. Those of you who have been listening since I started this podcast in 2019, know I do series, I do themes of episodes. It could be a character, it could be based on a holiday, it could be based on so many different themes over the last three and a half years, so... Yeah. Also, the podcast, like all podcasts, needs support to survive. So, the only thing I ask is a moment of your time. If you could go to iTunes, leave a review and a rating, all five stars. Do help the podcast get noticed by other OG and new Full House and Fuller House fans like yourselves. And again, I do apologize if I do sound a little out of sorts. It is 9 a.m. in the morning, and I just thought of covering this episode earlier this week. Like, oh, it's because I'm recording it, you know, in November. And I recorded the other episodes most likely back in September, so... Also, another thing about this Full House podcast, it does set it apart from some other podcasts out there about Full House or Fuller House. It is an ears of all ages podcast, and what I mean by this is that it can be listened by anyone of any age. There is no bad language. There is no talk of adult situations. I wanted to create a Full House podcast out there where... Those that grew up with the show or just starting to watch the show could enjoy my reviews because I do play clips with these podcast reviews that I do. And, you know, those that are sharing Full House with their kids for the first time. And, you know, I, I have fun with it. This is my childhood here. I grew up watching, out of all the TGIF shows, Full House of Zulon, I stuck with Hardcore. Some of the other ones I catch every once in a while, but mainly fell by the wayside. And I love the show, and I want to share that with other people that also grew up watching the show or just started tuning it and loved the show. And not just that, but also there really isn't a Fuller House podcast out there. The only one podcast out there that did cover Full House, or Fuller House, excuse me, Unfortunately, it's not an Ears of All Ages podcast, and they've only covered the first two seasons here and there, and I just, I love both shows, and I just wanted to combine them and say, basically, it's the best of both worlds. You're getting them as kids and carrying on the journey as they grow up, and then also continuing into the next generation of 
Tanner kids and seeing the kids we grew up alongside and Full House as adults. One last thing I do want to say is that those of you that have been listening again since I started the podcast in April of 2019 know that the Full House portion is going to be of this podcast is going to be wrapping up at the end of next year. But we got plenty of time. I still have plenty of Fuller House episodes to cover. And also, after that, I can work on some fun compilation videos, comparisons, comparing DJ and Jackson, Stephanie and Max, Michelle and Tommy, just all all different sorts of fun things. can even do fun guest appearances, favorite characters, side characters, all that fun, fun stuff. And not to mention, not just, I am finding amazing fun stuff on YouTube, Full House related, that I would love to turn into bonus episodes as well. There's also Full House Stephanie books. So even when I'm done covering the episodes in full, which won't happen until 2020, sometime in 2024, There is still a lot of other stuff that I want to keep this podcast going with Full House and Fuller House related. Also, I have been putting up movie reviews, some that I've already covered on my 18 and older Looking Back on My Wonder Years podcast. I have actually turned into some of the family movies. I am turning, you know, redoing them for... Years of all age, like Beethoven. Beethoven's 30 years old this year. So I'm going to be releasing that in December, actually. I was going to do it in November, but November's coming to a close shortly. And uh, (laughs) get a little pressed for time. It's the holiday season. My job is extremely busy right now. So, uh, that's going to be in December. So look forward to that. Probably maybe right around the time of Christmas time, even though Beethoven's not a Christmas movie, but I definitely, I got requests of people that are like, I want to hear your Beethoven review. Unfortunately, due to some language, I can't really. And I'm like, you know what? Do you a solid? It's been three, four years since I covered Beethoven. I'm like, I want to revisit the movie because I love it so much. And also honoring the late Charles Grodin who played George Newton in the first two Beethoven movies. So, all right. How about we get into this episode, Girls Will Be Boys. Also, one last thing. I'll keep it short. You guys want to email the podcast, share your Full House and Fuller House memories, favorite characters, least favorite episodes, Least favorite characters, favorite episodes, email the podcast at omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. It also gets your voice heard on the podcast if you like. All right, without further ado, let's jump into Girls Will Be Boys. And again, as always, everyone, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I enjoy doing that and giving this to you on a mainly weekly basis. (laughs) Oh, of course, we have the cold open. Forgot about that. <laughs> oh, I have some questions about this. One, why is it just Danny and Michelle eating lunch? Where did everyone else go? Everyone else is out of the house for the day. They all got plans for doing whatever. Okay, great. Uh, 
Issue number two. Both Danny and Michelle, although it's a little unsettling for Michelle, she has a full dinner plate, like, filled to the brim of spaghetti, which she still calls pischetti. But anyway, what I'm getting at is the fact that that is such a heaping pile of spaghetti an adult would not eat all that spaghetti in one sitting, I'm telling you. Lady in the Tramp would not be able to finish this amount of spaghetti on this plate. It is so heaping. There's no meatballs to it, of course, but even still, it's just like, Michelle's just shoveling it into her mouth with her hands. Her face is getting all spaghetti with the sauce and everything. And I'm like, Michelle, you are using... A fork. I know. Spaghetti's messy. I've had it. It's it's a crazy old mess. Everything gets that. You know, you, sometimes it's like... And she's even wearing a napkin under her neck in front of her shirt to keep her shirt clean for the most part. She's already got some on her shirt sleeve. I can already see it. Danny is going to show Michelle the neater Danny Mr. Clean Weighty spaghetti. And it just, it sounds like, it, it really does sound like a hassle. He's like, you twirl it on your fork and you use your spoon underneath the fork to twirl it. That sounds like work. That honestly sounds like something I have no interest in. You know, I'm just, I'm eating it. I don't need a spoon for leverage. I'm good. So you use the spoon as your spaghetti helper, and you, you get your fork to pick up some spaghetti, and then you twirl your fork around and around till it's on your fork. Michelle takes a heaping forkful. Oh my goodness gracious, Danny, why? Oh my gosh. A nice, neat ball of spaghetti, as Danny puts it. She says, yeah, this is much neater. Ugh. That spaghetti honestly looks like it came out of a Chef Boyardee can because it's very orange. <laughs> okay, I am seeing meatballs, so I think it could be the spaghetti and meatball Chef Boyardee. He's getting a mouthful of fork. That's not going to feel comfortable. Biting down, she hits the little tines of the fork, whatever. <laughs> like, ugh. Yeah, Danny, why didn't you just make spaghettios? He was like, next time you're making spaghettios. Well, first of all, more than half of that can go in a Tupperware dish and throw it in the fridge for heating up down the road or, 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 or later that night or if someone wants some. But, uh, and honestly, Michelle's got more on her plate than Danny has on his. Danny, as <laughs> Michelle laughs, Danny's like, just keep eating. I gotta clean you up anyway. He's going to love getting that stain out of her shirt. That spaghetti stain? Yeah. I mean, that spaghetti heaping pile is as big as Michelle's head. Well, bon appetit, Michelle. Oh, boy, spaghetti! <laughs> I can show you right now a much neater way to eat spaghetti, all right? He even called it spaghetti. Just pick up your tablespoon. That's right. Now, using your spoon as your spaghetti helper. You put some noodles on your fork, like this, and then 
you turn the fork around and around and around until you wind up with a nice, neat ball of spaghetti. Yeah, this is much neater. Next time I'm making spaghettios. <laughs> Keep eating. I gotta clean you up anyway. Alright, so we opened the episode on the set of the Ranger Joe show. We got the kids on the fake wood stumps. We got Aaron. We got Michelle. We got Teddy and Denise and two other children who are not facing the camera. So the camera guy is like, alright, Gladstone, we're out. We're good. Oh, by the way, Mr. Strobridge, want, Strobridge wants to see you in his office. It's funny because not only is he Danny and Becky's boss, he is also Joey's boss. So he must be the head guy at the station. So I'm guessing that Joey is taking Teddy, Aaron, and Michelle home. Because you guys hang out here, all right? Because my boss wants to see me. And Michelle turns around and immediately she's like, are you in trouble? Are you getting fired? Oh my gosh, Joey. You know how hard it was for you to get this job? Oh my gosh. No, she doesn't say that. <laughs> Joey figures, well, I can't be in trouble because <laughs> I bought the boss a giant cheese lock for Christmas. Wow, the interrogation from Teddy. So why are you sweating, Ranger Joe? Well, for one thing, these big bright lights up here, they are creating a lot of heat. And, yeah, that's why. Uh, Joey also wants to educate them. Like, well, I'm under these hot lights here. You see those right up there? And sweat is the body's natural cooling system. You know how, like, when a dog pants? That's their natural cooling system. I wish I could read Joey like a book. <laughs> You're a nervous wreck. Well, honestly, come on now. Anytime someone says, oh, the manager wants to see you. Most of the times, you can't say that you're not a smidge worried. Like, oh, no, why does he want to see he or she want to see me? What did I do wrong? Uh... <laughs> But then again, that could just be m me, too. I, I would definitely be like, oh, no, what did I do wrong? Oh, my gosh. I'm <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm a worrier. I always have been. So Joey goes to see what's up with Strobridge, his boss, and why he wants to see him. Aaron goes right over to Teddy. He's like, hey, Teddy, you want to go hang out with my house today? And Teddy says, no, Aaron, I'm playing at Michelle's house. And Teddy even states, she's my best friend. Okay, Aaron, calm yourself. Aaron looks over his shoulder, glaring at me. His eyes are like slits right now. Looking at Michelle. Yuck! You're best friends with a girl? Ew. Even Michelle is like, what is your problem, kid? She goes to school with both these kids. And she's been going to school with Aaron since preschool. This kid has been on her case nonstop. Remember when he ate her elephant? The animal cracker? Yeah. Remember when he got on her case about, like, Dave flew out the window. Dave's a pet bird. The class bird. Michelle did it. It's her fault. Yeah, he's always on her case. I don't understand why she even hangs around him. I'm sorry, but Aaron has no redeeming qualities whatsoever. He is such an antagonist. 
yeah, she goes, what is your problem? And Aaron's like, you're a girl. I'm like, well, thanks for noticing. I, I've, I've known that for a while, actually. Yeah, but she was like, duh, of course I am. Yeah, great, Aaron. We know. You don't play with me. He's like, I don't play with girls. I'm like, well, I wasn't inviting you, Aaron. Teddy's the one I'm playing with. I'm hanging out with. I don't care if you don't like me. Taj Maori is mouthing the lines, or at least the last line when Aaron says, I don't play with girls. Teddy says, he mouths the word girls. I'm like, why is he repeating their lines? I mean, under his breath. Yeah, Michelle's like, but I'm a fun girl. Why should that matter? Yeah, I think Michelle is in the running 100%. Right now she's in first place for worst outfit. I do not like this outfit. It's it's a black. I don't know whether it might. It could even be like a top with a little skirt attached to it. And it just, it's got the giant pinkish different colored roses. It's just, it's very unflattering. I, I don't like it. Yeah, Teddy's like, oh, Aaron, you gotta come over to their house. They have great stuff in their refrigerator. Because he's always raiding their fridge. Like, it's, it's like, why do you think when you go over to someone else, you immediately have access to their food? I mean, whenever I would, when I would go over to a friend's house, I, would, I wouldn't be, like, going over and just opening their fridge without asking. I would wait to be, like, hey, do you want something? Do you want a drink? Do you want, you know, cookies or some snacks or whatever so teddy does convince aaron to come over to michelle's house like oh you gotta the fridge is amazing <laughs> aaron's like okay i'll come over and then he turns to michelle pointing at her and says but i better not get girl cooties i'm like aaron i think i'm more worried about getting your cooties because your boy boys have cooties <laughs> gosh this makes me think of it's an episode I think it is fast. It's fast friends from season seven when uh, it's Stephanie's first day of junior high, and <laughs> Danny is watching Aaron, and it's just it's such a oh, for Michelle. She just cannot stand him because he's like, oh Michelle, how's it going? Because she's like at the take kitchen table doing homework or whatever. How's it going with Aaron? Michelle says. How's it look like it's going? Because Aaron helps himself. He helps himself to the fridge. Like, I hope it's, you got some more stuff in the fridge that isn't like the healthy garbage you had last week. And then <laughs> he's like, oh my gosh, this fridge is bone dry. There's no nutty buddies. There's no whatever else. I'm like, who's keeping nutter butters or nutty buddies in the fridge? But he just helps it. Like, there's nothing in here. Well, <laughs> Uh, of course, he's allergic to raisins, so we learned that in season seven. Yeah, Michelle is not back to you have a bad attitude. I don't think I want you at my house. In fact, you're disinvited. Teddy, you didn't, you weren't allowed to invite him. He cannot come over to my house. Because Teddy's the one that invites Aaron over. You gotta come over, Aaron. You got to. I mean, if you want to play with me, I'm like, you want to play with me, that's cool. But Michelle is also going to be there. So you either deal with it or find another boy somewhere else to hang out with. Because Michelle and me, were a package deal. Even <laughs> Teddy's like, yeah, she's right. You do have a bad attitude. I like how Aaron just looks over at Teddy as he, Teddy says that. Like, yeah, she's right. You do have a bad attitude. Oh,
Gigantic cheese log for Christmas. <laughs> so why are you sweating, Ranger Joe? Well, that's because I'm working under these hot lights, and sweat is the body's natural cooling system. <laughs> You're a nervous wreck. <laughs> I knew I should have bought him the beer sausage. Hey, Teddy, wanna play at my house today? No, I'm playing at Michelle's house. She's my best friend. Yuck! What is your problem? You're a girl. Duh. Yeah, really. I don't play with girls. Good but for I'm you. You were invited. You should play at Michelle's house. They have great stuff in their refrigerator. Well, okay. But I better not get girl cooties. <laughs> So now we go to the house and Jesse is entertaining his infant sons, Nikki and Alex, that look to be about probably, gosh, I will put them around maybe four or five months old at this point. He's got <laughs> these little bibs around their necks, which when he throws these like little, um, little like baseballs or something at like they're little like the soft foaming kind that like when they hit the bib they stick it's just adorable <laughs> danny and becky come back from work da oh danny you are in the running you are now you are number two you are in second place for Worst outfit, I think it's the tie is what's getting to me. That that tie, that it's just, ugh. Jesse is so excited. Oh my gosh, Beck, check this out. I just taught the kids how to pitch. And she's like, honey, they just learned how to dribble, which I think she means drool. They are natural athletes who are later go on to own and run a fish taco truck in Fuller House. And after season two, we never see them again. Oh. Again, Nikki and Alex got shortchanged. I really, I, I don't think it's fair. They spent so much time with these kids from season five onward, and then they just they get shortchanged in Fuller House. You couldn't have had these kids. Being successful, I mean, they're just out of college. One of them could have been working, doing something. I mean, there's nothing wrong with owning a fish taco truck, but it's like, it just, they treat them like they're not smart. It's like, ugh, my kids, they're, ugh. Like they're an embarrassment, basically, is what I'm saying. Jesse tosses the little balls at the bibs and they stick and Jesse's like they're heading for the big leagues 
And Danny says, yeah, as long as they can wear those bibs, of course. Joey comes in with Michelle, Teddy, and Aaron. Michelle runs to Danny and he gives her a hug like, hey, Dad, Daddy, how you doing? He picks her up and gives her a kiss. Aww. Aaron right away is like, hey, let's play superheroes. Like, as soon as they walk into the living room. Of course, Teddy says, I'll be Batman. And he puts his arms out and it's straight out. Of course. Aaron wants to be Superman. And Michelle wants to be the Little Mermaid, which apparently in Aaron's eyes is a no-go because she's not a superhero and she's a fish. So she doesn't count. Becky comes up with a suggestion saying, hey, how about this? Michelle can be Wonder Woman. And Aaron's like, oh, no, 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 she can't. She doesn't have black hair. She has to have black hair. I could go on for days, and I'm not going to, about people being upset when characters from books get cast in movies, saying, oh, they're not the right this, they're not the right height, they don't look how I picture them in my mind. And this whole main thing is just, it's Aaron's way or no way. And I don't like this. Becky's like, what was I thinking? And she rolls her eyes. Heaven forbid Michelle can't be Wonder Woman because she doesn't have black hair. Yeah, Teddy <laughs> offers Michelle a consolation prize. You can be Superman's mother. Aaron does not say anything to that. He, he just has this look like, I'm not going to be happy about this. It's like, dude, you are in Michelle's house. You are on her turf. You need to, but this is just, this is how Aaron operates. He's been like this since we first met this little guy. And Michelle, you know, she feels like, well, if I'm playing with Teddy, I guess I have to put up with Aaron. And it feels like Aaron feels like, well, I want to hang out with Teddy, but I got to put up with Michelle. Teddy just, I'm sure this poor kid just feels caught in the middle. What does Superman's mother do? And Teddy tells her, oh, she lays out Superman's pajamas. Wow. Fun. Mmm. Yeah, Michelle just rolls around like, big wow. Ooh. And Michelle jumps into this role and she says, hey, superheroes, no running up the steps as these kids, they hightail it. These kids, oh, God, how much energy you have as a kid. <laughs> that slowly decreases as you get older. <laughs> I'm like, I don't remember what it was like to run. When did I ever run? Fizz Ed in junior high and high school, when they make you run around the inside of the gym, like, for 10 minutes. Or when you had to go outside and run a mile around the parking lot. Because, <laughs> I mean, honestly, unless you're in a sport that running is required, or if you, you know, run for your own, you know, want to stay fit, which cool, too. Um... No one's running. No one's running. Aaron practically face plants on those steps when he goes up. Kid. So Becky takes the boys, Nikki and Alex, to quote unquote hit the showers as in probably they need to go down for a nap. Hey, check this out. I just taught the boys how to play catch. 
Honey, how can they play catch? They just learned how to dribble. All right. Our kids are natural athletes. Now, you watch this, okay? Look alive, guys. Here's the wind-up and the pitch. <laughs> it's a Nicky and Alex double play. All right. These kids are headed for the big leagues. Yeah, as long as they can wear those bibs. The kids. My name, kids. Hi, Daddy. Hey, cutie. <coughs> Let's play superheroes. I'll be Batman. I'll be Superman. I'll be the Little Mermaid. That's not a superhero. That's a fish. Well, Aaron, how about Michelle is Wonder Woman? That's impossible. She doesn't have black hair. What was I thinking? You could be Superman's mother. What does Superman's mother do? She lays out Superman's pajamas. Big wow. Come on, let's go. No, I mean on deck. Okay, let me have him. Come on, big leaguer, it's time to hit the showers. Oh, Nikki, nice drool. You can use that for your spitball. So I was just thinking about that. I'm like, okay, so Wonder Woman's a hero. Um, and I'm like, well, Michelle could be Catwoman, but that's a villain. I mean, I mean, Michelle Pfeiffer's got blonde hair, you know? And this is... What? Okay, let me look at this here. It So this episode came out in 92. Well, Batman Returns would have come out in 91, right? I'm guessing... She could have been cat. Well, that would have been interesting. <laughs> it's a crossover episode. I'm just thinking, what other women superheroes were there other than Wonder Woman? There must have been more than that. But there are, right? Maybe? So, the kids all go upstairs. Becky takes the twins to take a nap or whatever. And... Jesse's like, hey, Joey, how'd the show go today? He's like, oh, I mean, the show went good. Uh, my meeting with Mr. Strawbridge wasn't that hot because uh, apparently he says I need a sidekick. Jesse he thinks this is a good idea. I mean, if you get another adult in there to help you out with a kid, you know, get some witty banter back and forth. And Joey's like, you know, Jess, you're right. I mean, there's only one guy perfect for the job. And then he holds up Mr. Woodchuck right above... So that way, Mr. Woodchuck's chin is, like, resting on Jesse's shoulder, saying, Will you do it? Will you do it? Will you do it? Do it? Do it? I like how Mr. Woodchuck's hand is, like, tapping Jesse on the shoulder. And Jesse's like, me? And he's like, yeah, come on. She's like, nah, I don't want to do that. It's like, come on, you were doing the whole Mr. Egghead thing back in season three. That was cool. I mean, until Joey broke Stephanie's nose, but, uh, other than that, I mean, it was, well, great duo. I just love Jesse and Joey together. Joey's coming up with some really great ideas. Like, Jesse, you could work on the music on the show. It would be incredible. You could put a band together. You can be my posse. Oh my gosh, it makes me think of that, um, electric explosion. Showbiz Pizza, uh, before it was Chuck E. Cheese, had the, uh, Rock of Fire Explosion Band, which had all the different animal creature things. I just, I think of this when I'm thinking of, or of, um, the band with the, the Muppets with, um, that creepy looking doll, you know, Muppet thing called Janice, and, um, 
the others, <laughs> whatever their names are. Yes, he is. He does not want to do this. He says, I don't want to be some overgrown, you know, dressed as a Cub Scout, just a, some cornball character. I like that Joey eventually is kind of like, hey, what about Lumberjack Jess? Like, yeah, Jesse, you don't have to be some dorky ranger. Besides that role, I mean, we'll remove the dorky part, but ranger is already, that's Ranger Joe right there. I mean... Yeah, macho and rugged. Yeah, Joey's already painting this picture of someone macho and rugged. You know, like Lumberjack Jess. Yeah, and, and then Jesse's like, oh, you know, Lumberjack Jess, I could get on board with that. You know, and I, I, I need the money too, so, you know, there's that. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what, yeah, what else are you doing right now, man? I mean, other than trying to write a hit song. You may as well, you know, get some money and get, you know, you're getting exposure. You're on TV. People will notice you. Yeah. And you're helping out the kids. That's another thing. You're helping out the kids. Wow, that was fast. <laughs> I guess Mr. Shorebridge left Joey in charge of finding someone. Like, hey, you find someone, just tell them they're hired. They start tomorrow. Wow, that is fast. Oh, Mr. Woodchuck with those wood puns. I like how Jesse, like, opens his mouth and, like, clamps down on Mr. Woodchuck's nose. How'd the show go, Joe? Oh, the show went great. My meeting with Strober's was a disaster. He says I need a sidekick. Oh, geez. That's a good idea. Instead of talking to kids all the time, you have an adult on there, get a little snappy banter going. You know, you're right. There's only one guy perfect for the job. <laughs> Me? Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Boy, can banter get any snappier. <laughs> Come on, Jess, you can do all the music. Put a band together. Be my posse. No, 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 no. I don't want to be some dorky ranger dressed up like an overgrown Cub Scout. No offense. Jess, you don't have to be some dorky ranger. You could be somebody macho and rugged like a lumberjack. Lumberjack Jess. Snub, Joseph, I'm not... Lumberjack Jess. Huh? Yeah, I could live with that. Plus, I need the money. Huh. Great, you start tomorrow. Welcome aboard. <laughs> Get it? A board is made of wood. Yes, that's what we just said. It's a wood pun. I got a million of them, and you'll hear them all. So the phone rings. Danny's sitting right there by the phone. He reaches to grab it, and out of the ether, DJ appears and says, "It's for me!" <laughs> Ripping the phone out of Danny's hand. Like, what? What? I'm like, how do you know? You don't have co It's most likely Kimmy. Yep, we call that. As DJ says, "Oh, hi, Kimmy." And again, yeah, Danny does make a good point. DJ, why doesn't Kimmy call you on your own phone? You know, the one that you're paying for. And DJ says, oh, I, I just left her house. She knew I wouldn't be upstairs yet. What is so important? I guess she's a teenager and everything is so important. End of the world type of stuff. That she couldn't wait to get up those 15 or 20 steps up to her bedroom and call Kimmy. So DJ's sitting on the end table, because Danny's occupying the corner of the couch there. So you'll never get... And then she turns over, looks at Danny, says, Dad, can I get some privacy? 
I'd be like, DJ, you're on a cordless phone. You could take that anywhere in the house. Yeah, I mean, if I were, I'm like, uh, I was here first. Just go upstairs and use your phone. I'm not playing, I'm not with this nonsense of yours. Danny says, oh, sure, honey, I'll go hide in the hamper for a while. DJ doesn't care. Thanks, Dad. It's like, oh, okay. No problem, DJ. Oh, my goodness, yes. Kathy Santoni is a, as big as a gossip as Kimmy Gibbler. Okay, I think we have another contender for worst outfit of the episode. Says I only give away first place and then the two runners up second and third place. Says boy oh boy is Stephanie now in the running as well. Whew. It's a hodgepodge as I this is what I refer to something when it's a bunch of different fabrics and colors stitched together is my coat of coat of many colors which is a reference to a Dolly Parton song. <laughs> that is exactly the type of jumper outfit that Stephanie is wearing. Stephanie comes into the kitchen. There's no one in there. She picks up the phone. Probably wondering, like, oh, DJ will probably be on the phone. I mean, or maybe she just listens into whoever's like, oh, I bet there's, like, umpteen people in this house. Someone's bound to be on the phone. I can listen in and... I don't know. I don't think I ever did anything like that as a kid. DJ is talking about a rumor that was told to her by Kathy Santoni about a girl named Roxanne who is stuffing her bra with two-ply paper towel. Because apparently at lunch that day, Roxanne spilled juice on her blouse and it absorbed like that. Sorry, but if you're going to go to all the trouble of doing that... I'd say use, I mean, seriously, I mean, I've always heard it's either tissue paper, Kleenex, it's just, I, I, if I had to choose between Kleenex and paper towel, I would go with Kleenex. It's softer, I mean, depending on the quality, you know, brand you buy, Kleenex or Puffs. Uh, but uh, paper towel, is just, that's scratchy. That's like scratchy against you. It's like Scott's. Scott's bathroom tissue is the worst. It is sandpaper material. There was, um, yeah, that was a thing in a scene in the movie Now and Then from 1995. Well, it was, <laughs> uh, putting in, um, in, inside water balloons. <laughs> because it gives it a quote unquote realistic texture. Oh my goodness. Oh. Mistake 101, Steph, come on. If she's a regular listener in on phone calls, you would know you don't eat something, you don't chew gum, you don't take a sip or of a drink. You don't breathe, you just listen. She's over there snapping her gum and pops a bubble, which, of course, DJ's going to hear on her end. Like, Kimmy, are you chewing gum? But immediately, it's like, no, 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 no. Someone's clearly listening in. DJ plays coy here. We're like, oh, you know, Kimmy, what's going on for the weekend? As she goes through the laundry room and does see Stephanie on the other line listening in. Uh, apparently, Kimmy's mom has got the roller derby championship and she's inviting DJ. That sounds cool. 
wait a minute. Yeah, when they do the switch places thing for a school project, DJ comes back because it's roller derby night at the Gibbler house. Okay, so maybe that was practice. DJ comes back into the living room without Stephanie being the wiser and says, oh, Kimmy, I forgot what I, oh, I know what I wanted to tell you. I like how we get the split screen here as Stephanie, Stephanie's listening in. And DJ, I think, oh, Kimmy, you know how Stephanie's always reading my diary and always going through all my stuff? We see Stephanie just beaming on the other end. Like, yeah, yeah, that's me, all right. DJ refers to Stephanie as the queen of the sneaks. And I, how Stephanie puts a hand to her chest, like, I am, I am. I'm so good at it, too. DJ tells Kimmy, I've come up with the ultimate revenge. Well, that wiped a smile off Stephanie's face right away. DJ says she won't know where and she won't know how. But when she least expects it, boom! And, of course, Stephanie pulls the phone away from her ear and is looking at it like, oh, boy. I'm in for it now. DJ peeks around the corner into the kitchen and sees Stephanie put the phone down. And you hear Kimmy ask, what did she do? Also, there are two laundry baskets on the washer and dryer. One is of whites, one is of dirty clothes. This is Danny Tanner's house. He would not let that stand. He would not. It's even the basket that's on, I'm guessing the dryer is overflowing with clothes from the basket onto the dryer itself. And DJ says, no, 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 Kimmy, I just said all this stuff to teach Stephanie a lesson. And she's like, Kimmy, no, no, Kimmy, no, I don't need your mother's stun gun. You mean her taser? DJ says, okay, Kimmy, I'll call you later with all the deets. It's for me. Hi, Kimmy. DJ, why doesn't Kimmy call you on your own phone? I just left her house. She knew I wouldn't be upstairs yet. <laughs> You'll never guess what I... Can I have some privacy, please? Oh, sure. I'll just go hide in the hamper for a while. Thanks, Dad. Oh, no problem. You will never guess what I heard from Kathy Santoni. And there's this rumor going around that Roxanne is stuffing her bra with two ply paper towels. Because during lunch today, she spilled juice on her blouse and it absorbed like that. Uh, so Kimmy, what's going on for the weekend? Mom's got the Roman Derby Championship. Wanna go? Oh, I just remember what I wanted to tell you. Um... You know how Stephanie's always reading my diary and going through all my stuff? She's the queen of the sneaks. I've come up with the ultimate revenge. She won't know where and she won't know how. But when she least expects it, boom! No, Kimmy, I just said all that stuff because I'm going to teach Stephanie a lesson. No, I don't need your mother's stun gun. I'll call you later. So, yeah, DJ knows that Stephanie is riled. She is freaked. Because Stephanie is standing at the kitchen table. I'm dead, 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 I'm d
dead, I'm dead, I'm dead. Oh my gosh, went too far. DJ, of course, sneaks up on her, says, hey, Steph, and somebody's, ah! <laughs> He's like, oh, what's wrong, Steph? You seem a little tense. Are you okay? Stephanie, you think she, the way she's got her hands behind her back, almost like she's hiding something. She's like, oh, me? No, no attention here. I'm as cool as a cucumber. DJ even is like, hey, do you want to go upstairs to my room and maybe play the new computer game I got? And Stephanie's like, uh, you're, you're upstairs, your, your room, um, no, no witnesses. I, uh, you know, I think I'm going to pass. <laughs> oh, DJ, this is, this is sneaky and conniving. I don't know why I love it. It is a good taste of Stephanie's, good taste of medicine for Steph there. She says, well, I'll, DJ says, well, I'll uh, get you, uh, I mean, catch you later. <laughs> DJ heads upstairs and Stephanie looks right into the camera and says, I'm doomed. I'll call you later. I'm dead. I'm dead. I'm dead. I'm dead. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Hey, Steph. Ah! What's wrong? You seem a little tense. Me? Nope. No tension here. Cool as a cucumber. Oh, good. Well, do you want to go up to my room? We can play that new computer game I got. Your room? Alone? No witnesses? I don't think so. Okay. We'll get you... Catch you later. I'm doomed. So now we jump up to Michelle's room. She's got this Fisher-Price plastic stove right off to the side of her bed. You never see the... It's like they moved it from downstairs upstairs we got Aaron and Teddy with full-on bath towels tied around their necks they're so you'd think that they'd be tripping over them because they're hanging down so far and all they're gonna like Superman Batman they're just they're not like Grabbing it, they're not like, I'm gonna get you, Batman, or, or what have you. None of that. They're just saying their character names and running around in circles. So Michelle cuts in with, Oh, Superman, Batman, your breakfast is ready. Teddy goes over, takes a plate, and scoops up some invisible pancakes. And how do we know that? Because he says, your pancakes are delicious, Superman's mother. I'd be like, they're waffles. Okay, Aaron's going to change the game up a bit. He's like, let's play wrestling now. Because we're wearing capes. Why not switch it up? The ultimate warrior. Teddy's going to be the ultimate warrior. And Aaron decides to be Macho Man? I'm guessing that's, is that, that's Randy Savage, Macho Man? Both clench their fists and like <laughs> flex their muscles and get like get right in each other's face like arr, arr, arr. right, Quinny. <laughs> Michelle is irritated by this. She puts her hands on her hips and says, oh, "Don't tell me I'm the Macho Man's mother." And Aaron's like, "You got it." I'd be like, "Enough's enough. This is my room. This is my house. We are not doing this anymore." Teddy came over here to play with me. Aaron, you're just a tag along. 
Yeah, I like how she takes a stand and is like, hey, stop. It's my room and I say we play house. Which, who amongst us in the 80s and 90s didn't play house as a kid? Because I know I did several times. House, school, teacher, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Power Rangers, even though I was probably a little too old to be doing that at age 12. <laughs> um, yeah. When I say playing them, I mean pretending you're the character. I don't mean playing with the action figures. I wasn't that lucky to have them. <laughs> of course, Teddy says, oh, I love playing house. Oh, oh, no, Aaron's got a problem. Of course he does. He's like, playing houses for girls. So all of a sudden, Teddy now is flip-flopping. He's like, oh, I hate playing house. Like, kid, why are you letting this other kid, who's shorter than you, by the way, why are you letting him dictate who your friends are and what you're going to play? And it's like, oh, well, if you like to play house, there's something not right with you or something. Just, ugh. Okay, yes, of course, another thing. Let's play guns! Eric, or Aaron, I almost called him Eric. Aaron... He needs to go. He needs to go home. He needs... I don't know. It just... It seems to me... I mean, not just... Like, back in the day when I grew up. But it, it seems even now that sometimes... Boys get the reputation for being... You know, they roughhouse. They play rough. They don't know how to play gentle. Like It's like, I'm not saying that about all boys... But it just seems it's like either it's guns or it's something else in the similar vicinity. I mean, even Howie in the wedding episode when we meet him again played by a different actor. Is like, oh, let me see your Barbie. I'll rip her head off. It's just, it, it's almost like, a, it's a stereotype. It's like, oh, all little boys play rough with toys and play rough with each other. It's like, not necessarily. It's just because you're a boy doesn't mean you gotta be rough like that. Yeah, Michelle says, don't you listen? I said we're playing house. You don't like it, Aaron? You can go home. We don't want you here, right, Teddy? Teddy, we don't want him here, right? This kid, oh, I'm sorry. I, I keep ripping on Aaron. I really do. I don't like his character. If I, you know, I'm going to save that for a comp, a comparison episode of characters that I just were not a fan of. Aaron and Gia and Stavros. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because Aaron's like, oh, yeah, let's play house and blow it up with our guns. Why is there a game called the Human Ear? There's a board game. On this little shelf that says the human ear. But a game called Shoots and Ladders, if that's even what that is, that's got a piece of red tape across it. There's also another game that's got a yellow piece of tape across it. If that's the case, if it's, I don't know if it says like Milton Bradley or whatever, but it's like, then don't have them on screen. What is the point? If you're not going to show the game, get it off the set. Okay, this is interesting. We have another baby love button toy. Because when 
Aaron grabs it and pretends the doll is a gun. Michelle rips it out of his hand and says, baby love button is not a toy. She's not a gun. And I don't want you playing with her because you're just a manic little boy uh, who is too aggressive with everything. Uh, yeah. Because when I remember baby love button from season six, when... Becky's trying to find out why Jesse won't let the boys, who are toddlers at that point, Nikki and Alex, play with the doll, play with a doll named Baby Love Button, which is a doll that is a full-size doll. This one is just like really small. It's like in between the size of a Cabbage Patch doll and a glow worm. And this doll is wearing a pink bathing suit whereas baby love button was wearing a red dress so Aaron's like hey Teddy come over to my house I got phasers okay I gotta look up what a phaser is that Aaron has no other friends he really and Teddy is not a friend to Aaron I'm telling you right now this ugh. even Aaron's babysitters can't be around him that's why Aaron gets swept off on Danny to have to watch him. Oh, okay, okay. So what I'm saying, okay, it looks like a Star Trek phaser. So maybe that's what he, a phaser pistol. Oh, okay. There's a picture of it. That looks, what's that one? Cosmic shock phaser. A lot of these are Playmate Star Trek type whatever phaser. A lot of just, just phasers, basically. And they're all basically Star Trek related. So. Aaron's had enough. Like, eh. Let's go hang out at my house, Aaron, uh, Teddy. The only girls we gotta be around is my mom. Teddy's like, oh, cool. And then he turns around, noticing Michelle just kind of standing off to the side, just looking so sad. He's like, well, what about Michelle? And Michelle asks, well, yeah, what about Michelle? So, Aaron doesn't leave much up for debate here. He's like, Teddy, if you stay here and play with Michelle, I'll tell everyone at school you're a girl lover. And, Aaron, uh, and Teddy tells Aaron, like, I don't want that. I'm sorry, Michelle. I gotta go with Aaron. Kids, 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 there are two of you and one of Aaron. You both could say, hey, you can go home, Aaron. Like, they both need to... She was standing well, up for the fact that like, this is my house, this is my room, we're playing what I want to play. Ugh. Yeah, he pretty much dumps Michelle as his friend for now. He's like, sorry, Michelle. And Aaron says, way to go, Teddy. Come on, let's be men. And he wraps his arm around Teddy's neck. And they walk out of the room going, grr, grr, grr. And as they walk away, Michelle says, I lost my best friend. Well, she'll really lose the next season when he moves to Amarillo. But then he'll come back. I just, I feel bad that she has to go through this. I mean, anybody who's lost a good friend to someone else that's come into their inner circle and snatched them away. I just, <clears throat> you know, I feel for you. I, I honestly really do. And I feel for Michelle. And the thing is, I had male friends growing up. And, you know, we, we would play games and everything, and it wouldn't be weird, and it wouldn't be gross. And I don't think there was ever a time where, like, oh, you're a girl. I don't want to hang out with you. There was never any of that. 
that I can remember anyway. Now we're going to go back downstairs. Joey's got the scripts written up to now include the character of Lumberjack Jess. And he is coaching Jesse on the type of character that Lumberjack Jess is. Like, this is the character. This is how I want you to bring the character to life. Joey says Lumberjack Jess lives in the Enchanted Forest, so he should be fun and magical and good with the kids. Bring, <clears throat> excuse me, bring joy to the children. Joy to the children? <laughs> You're making this guy sound like Santa Claus. Jesse starts reading the lines like, hey kids, I'm Lumberjack Jack. You know what, Joey, now I'm Tinkerbell. He doesn't like the lines that are written for him. So he definitely says, all right, you're funny, you're magical. Be, you know, manly, you're a Lumberjack, come on. And Jesse says, Joey, what in the, what could you possibly know about me and manly? You wear footsie pajamas still. Hey, footsie pajamas, if they're, if, if they keep your feeties warm, they keep your feeties warm, and that's all that matters. Joey's got a point. He says, you know, my feet get cold like anyone else. Does that make me any less of a man? No, it doesn't, Joey. You rock those footy pajamas. Okay, I gotta ask about this whole pajama thing with the little trap door in the back. That just, I don't like that. It just, mm. It sounds like a hassle, especially, I gotta go, but I gotta get this trap door unbuttoned so I can go. No, just, ugh. My, my thing is, okay, you, you're wearing them, you're lounging, or you're going straight to sleep. At no point, as you're wearing them, should you have to go to the bathroom. Well, actually, that doesn't really work. You can't force yourself to not go to the bathroom, but anyway, moving on. Michelle comes into the living room and asks, hey, can I hang out with you guys? My friend's, like, well, friend, Teddy, dumped me for Aaron, so here I am. Stephanie's holed up somewhere and DJ's playing a computer game or talking on the phone to Kim. She's hanging out with Kimmy, so I really don't have anybody. I don't know where dad went. He's 
somewhere. I don't know. So you guys, you're here. I'm going to hang out with you. What are you doing? What are you up to? Lumberjack Jess here. According to Joey, he's learning how to be a real man. So this is actually going to lead into how Michelle decides to transform herself into someone more appealing that Teddy would want to hang out with. Like, well, Teddy doesn't respond to me as a girl. Maybe, you know, just um, pretend to be a boy. And uh, that way he'll want to hang out with me again. It's like she's going to extreme measures just to hang out with her friend. It's like one thing that Danny, and spoiler, going to bring up that Teddy is going through a phase is I don't want to play with girls phrase. Now, whether or not every boy goes through this or whether girls go through it, I don't want to play with boys because they're icky and gross and, you know, the whole cootie issue, right? Yep. Michelle says, you can learn how to be a man. Oh, I got to say this. So Jesse's like, oh, you guys want to see a manly character? Let me show you. Then he turns around, puts hands, he, he's doing a Peter Pan slash brawny man type of look. Plastered a smile on his face and says, hi, I'm Lumberjack Jess. <laughs> he starts just walking, pacing, and then turning around. It's almost like he's walking on a runway with his arms pinned at his sides. Well, his arms are more out like his fists are at, uh, at his hips there. And just saying, oh, I walk with a manly swagger because I'm a manly man. He, he made me, like pulling up his pants, scratching his armpit. Just stereotypical man guy stuff. Jesse just putting on this performance and he says, when I see a friend, I like to give him a manly punch. Yo, Joseph! And literally punches him right in the shoulder. That's going to leave a bruise. And I like to have a laugh at his expense. Whoa! It sounds like that power laugh. So Michelle raises a question that both guys are just like, oh boy, this is uh, heading into uncharted waters, how we explain this. Because her question is, what makes boys different from girls? You'd think at this age she would have a general idea as far as the differences... You know, when it comes to dress and mannerisms and everything. I mean, she could even tie this to Aunt Becky telling her the difference and everything. But the guy, the guys, the way they treat this question is just like, uh, uh, well, I mean, I don't, she's not asking about the biological difference. She knows what makes boys and girls different. She's asking as far as, I think it's more behavior wise. It's not so much about what they wear and why we, you know, it's more of a temperament and behavior. Like, why are we more this and why are boys more this? In a way, I think she's kind of brainstorming. Like, these guys are giving her a plan so that way when Teddy and Aaron come over, she's going to be like this whole new person to them. Guys, guys, she's not asking about the birds and the bees. She's not eating. No, mm, that is not a conversation you have with a six-year-old. They're making it harder than what it necessarily needs to be. And I get it. It's for comedic value because, yeah, it is funny watching them, you know, squirm. So Jesse 
throws this onto Joey's shoulder. Like, hey, handle this, Joey. You know how to answer this question. And Joey's like, oh, no, no, no. You're the manly man. You answer the question. Yeah. Joey's like, you got this one, don't you, Jess? And he <laughs> hits him right in the shoulder, just like Jesse did with him. And he goes, ah. So some of the examples he gives of why girls and boys are different. He says, oh, boys get to leave when you dance. I think that could be negotiable. I mean, I'm not really much of a dancer. Honestly, I would prefer it if someone else took the lead. Like, ah, I'll just follow your steps. Uh, boys can grow a little mustache and a little beard. Uh, yeah, they can. Probably just as easily as a girl. It's a, that's the thing. That's the thing, though, is, uh, that I think about it. And when it comes to, you know, the facial hair, it's, it's great on a guy. But for girls having to deal with that, like, I have to deal with that stuff myself. I've been dealing with that since I was a teenager. And, uh, yeah, it, it's a struggle. It's a pain. Whereas boys, you know, in a way, they gotta fight to grow, like, oh, mustache, and it's like, we gotta fight to keep it away. <laughs> well, not, not, not all girls, you know, some, and I think, honestly, it has to do with hereditary and stuff like that, but. Yeah, he also gives an example of, like, at a concert or a baseball game, the lines of the men's room are always shorter, are they? I doubt it public restroom it's like you're getting in you're getting out you're not there to dawdle you're not there to do whatever it's the same many public unless you're going to a bucky's public restroom most public restrooms you're in and out you don't want to linger any longer than you have to but at least that's my take on public restrooms so he's painting a picture of how great it is to be a boy all these little things with the dance leading when you dance grow a mustache and a beard and short bathroom lines stuff like that she he doesn't even really give me real real examples she's like oh wow that sounds like so much fun to be a boy and michelle's yeah he's like yeah yeah it's definitely the funnest uh did i did i answer your question and she's like yep i love how jesse's just like oh thank goodness Whew. Okay, now, Lumberjack Jess lives in the Enchanted Forest, so right. he should be fun and magical and bring joy to the children of the world. Fun, magic, and, and joy. And have fun. And have fun. See you. Fun. Okay. Uh, uh, Howdy-ho, kids. Hi, I'm Lumberjack Jess. Tinkerbell. Now I'm Tinkerbell. <laughs> oh, I never said sprinkle fairy dust. Uh, fun, <laughs> magical, and, and be manly, strong, you know. What do you know about being manly? You still wear footsie pajamas. <laughs> hey, my feet get cold. Does that make me any less of a man? It's like the footsies that bother me. It's that little trap door in the back with a missing button. Can I hang out with you guys? My friends went home. Oh, sure, Michelle. You can hang out. Lumberjack Jess here is learning how to be a real man. You can learn how to be a man? I got to see this. Mm -hmm. All right. You guys want to see a manly character? Hmm? Watch this. Okay. i show you a manly character. <clears throat> Hi. I'm Lumberjack Jess. I walk with a manly swagger. Because I have a manly job. I like to pull up my manly pants. Scratch my manly scratch. And when I see a friend, I like to give him a manly punch. Yo, Joseph. And then I like to have a laugh at his expense. Question. What makes boys different than girls? 
There's well, okay. Boys. Uh, yeah, boys and gr girls. And well, take take the birds and the bees first. And flowers. Right, and fl flowers. flowers. <laughs> yeah, you know. Why don't you uh, just tell her? Uh, Michelle, you know, uh, a question like that can only be answered by a manly man. <laughs> <laughs> take it, Jess. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, so, <clears throat> what you're asking is, uh, what's the difference between, uh, boys and, and, and girls, right? That's the question. What's the answer? <laughs> yeah, I figured you'd be asking that. All right, well, uh, it's okay, there's a lot of differences. Uh, for instance, uh, uh, boys get to lead when you dance. Um... Oh, but right, see, boys can grow a little mustache, a little beard. And, oh, the best part is, the best part is, at a concert or, say, a ball game or something, the lines at the men's room are so much shorter. Being a boy sounds like fun. It's the funnest. So, uh, does that answer your question? Yes, it does. Table for dinner, and DJ again sneaks up behind her. Hey, Stephanie! And Stephanie, it's just like, Wah! DJ's got a brownie behind her back. She's like, oh, I have something for you. And Stephanie says, I don't want it. And DJ pulls the brownie out from behind her back and says, oh, yes, you. Here you go. And the way that Stephanie does a basic duck and cover, like, no! Like, like DJ's going to throw something at her. And DJ says, oh, what's wrong? It's your favorite dessert. I'd be like, you guys are about ready to sit down and eat dinner. But even though Stephanie is so freaked out like and I don't want anything that you made I don't want anything from you double fudge homemade brownie you made a brownie how does that work I don't think you can make just one where's the rest of them did you throw them away yeah in front of us he's like I made a special brownie just for you my loving sister and DJ says I baked it myself and Stephanie asks, like, you want me to eat that like chew it up have it go through my entire system and yeah. I feel like you mean chew it, swallow it, and have it go through my bloodstream? She full on thinks DJ is going to poison her. And DJ even calls it. She's like, Steph, you act like I'm trying to poison you or something. DJ shoves that brownie practically right in Steph's face. Oh, try it. It's really good. That just sounds like every PSA 90s say no to drugs PSA out commercial out there. Try it. You like it. Try it. It's really good. You don't know what you're missing. And Stephanie does take it. She's like, oh, well, thank you, DJ. I'll just take this non-poisonous brownie and throw it in the backyard. Oh, my girl, you should have thrown it in the trash. If Comet gets that brownie, we're, you're taking an emergency vet trip. Dogs cannot have chocolate. Even though it's not a huge mega-sized brownie, it's still chocolate. Steph's got good aim. I mean, we know she's a she was a baseball player in uh, season four. She chucked it and it landed in the bushes by the fence. Stephanie finally admits she knows. Like, I know you're out to get me, DJ. DJ plays dumb. Like, Steph, what are you talking about? And Stephanie tells her. I listened in on your phone call. I, just, I love this scene. It just, oh, it cracks me up. She's like, I am shocked, Stephanie. What did you hear? Stephanie says, your evil plot. Stephanie tells her, but it's going to take more than a brownie to do me in. It's like, she wasn't trying to do you in. She wasn't poisoning you either. 
DJ got exactly what she wanted out of Stephanie, and it was basically full-on panic mode. She made her so tensed and stressed about what was going to happen that she got herself so worked up. Yeah, DJ says, I already did you in, basically. <laughs> I love Stephanie is so dumbfounded. Like, huh? DJ says, I saw you eavesdropping. So I made up all that wrench stuff. It's just very crazy. And Stephanie tells her, well, just so happens, it worked. Well, yeah, it did. It worked brilliantly. And DJ tells her, well, I hope you learned your lesson. No more listening in on my phone calls. No more reading my diary. No more getting my mail before I had a chance to read it. And Stephanie says, I sure did learn a lesson. Your personal life is your own business. I'll never listen in on your phone calls again. DJ satisfied. She says, all right, good. And Stephanie mutters, I'll just read about it in your diary. <laughs> yeah, we already know in season three, the whole uh, diary that Stephanie tries to read and then she breaks the lock and then has to use super glue and then she gets her fingers stuck together. <laughs> I love how DJ's by the stairs and she kind of hears Stephanie say something. She's like, uh, what was that? And Stephanie says, oh, nothing, nothing. Stephanie. Ah! <laughs> I have something for you. I don't want it. Yes, you do. Here. <laughs> What's wrong? It's your favorite dessert. The double fudge chocolate homemade brownie just for you, my loving sister. I baked it myself. You want me to eat that? Sure. You mean chew it up and swallow it and have it go through my bloodstream? Steph, you're acting like I'm trying to poison you or something. Try it. It's really good. Well, thank you, DJ. I'll just take this non-poisonous brownie and throw it out in the backyard. Because I know you're out to get me. What are you talking about? I listened in on your phone call. Stephanie, I'm shocked. What did you hear? Your evil plot. But it's going to take more than a brownie to do me in. I already did you in. Huh? I saw you eavesdropping, so I made up all that revenge stuff just to drive you crazy. Well, it just so happens it worked. Well, I hope you learned your lesson. I sure did. Your personal life is your own business, and I'll never listen in on your phone calls again. Good. I'll just read about it in your diary. <laughs> what? Oh, nothing. So, now we're in the living room. Danny opens the door to Teddy and Aaron. This is the same... Everything basically feels like it goes down in the same day. Teddy and Aaron are in the same clothes, so is Danny. But... Danny has got such a look of surprise on his face. When Michelle comes down, she's wearing a backwards hat. She's wearing a black jean, uh, a black leather or full leather jacket, a white t-shirt. She's basically dressed like a miniature version of uh, Uncle Jesse. So Teddy pretty much dragged Aaron back over to Michelle's house. Because Aaron's like, well, Teddy, why are we here? And Teddy says, I'm not sure. Michelle just called and I said, hey, come over. I got a big surprise for you. So, you know, we're here. And apparently, yeah, Aaron forgot. <laughs> Teddy had already said, 
Yeah, I told you that, Aaron. Like, oh, yeah. Well, it better be a good surprise. But, yeah, Michelle comes down dressed as a miniature version of Jesse with black jeans, a black faux leather jacket, white T-shirt, hat on backwards because that was away in the 90s, and a green, lime green squirt gun. Like, well, I know they like to play guns. So, oh, here we go. Yeah, that'll work just fine. You hear this jean jacket, this leather jacket a mile away with the amount of buttons, zippers, and this belt, just, just every step she's taken down those five steps, you would hear her a mile away. He speaks in a, hey, Teddy, hey, Aaron, yeah, yo, Aaron, right in the shoulder. She's doing exactly what Jesse was doing with the, let's scratch that pit and go, the power lap is, if that's even a thing, that is the stupidest thing I've ever, that's, honestly, I'm not a fan of Tim Taylor's, no, that's not how you do it, that's sort of like a cross between a seal and a something else, no, you know what, I can't, I, I cannot do the Tim Taylor, you know, I'm done, I'm done with it. Danny takes one look at Michelle and says, like, <laughs> Michelle, what are you doing? Why are you dressed like that? And she keeps speaking in this, I'm a boy now. She adjusts her pants. Girl, ugh, if you want to take lessons, how to, don't, don't from Uncle Jay. He, all of his things he was doing were complete and utter exaggerations. But then again, they didn't know why she was asking those questions. She didn't really give them any information. And she's just taken, you know, what Jesse was doing. He was overly exaggerating being a goof. Sorry, but she's got, the way that she's just adjusting the pants in the middle is just like, she's trying to pull off some Michael Jackson dance moves. I'm sorry, but it's just like, you got ants in your pants, kiddo. <laughs> Both boys have... I don't know if those are phasers because Aaron's got a white gun with like orange on the tip and then Teddy's got this monstrosity silver looking thing that could be a Star Trek phaser and then Michelle's got her little uh, lime green squirt gun. Goes, Let's play guns! Bang bang! Boom! I got you! Danny! With it he is looking at Michelle's like, what is going on with my kid? Why is she doing this? She's never done this before. Yeah, she last went up the stairs as a girl. Becky is coming down the stairs at the same time as these three kids are running, and she has to, like, back away, like, against the wall. Like, whoa, don't come at me. <laughs> Stampede. <laughs> Becky just takes this all in good humor. Go, children. <laughs> yeah, you got two boys, Becky. It's a shame that we didn't get to see... Nikki and Alex develop past the age of four as far as personality-wise. I would have loved that. I think it would have been fun. Granted, I mean, by season eight, everyone was pretty checked out of the show anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I did not see them going for another, like, four seasons. Like, let's get Nikki and Alex close to junior high. Uh, no. But all of that, we didn't get to see, again, we didn't get to see uh, Stephanie in high school. We didn't get to see 
Michelle in upper elementary and, and junior high. That would have been, I guess, honestly, the books, the Stephanie Michelle Full House books fill in those gaps. Some of them take place during the series and some take place after the series because there is DJ being in college. Becky comes down and it's like, what's going on with the, <laughs> what is, what's going on, Danny? And Danny's got this bewildered look like he, Michelle just said she's a boy. And Becky says, you know, Danny, it's not a big deal. Look, when I was Michelle's age, I was a tomboy too. I always played with all the guys, rough housed, all that stuff. And Becky asked Danny, like, well, didn't you ever go through a phase like that? Well, where, what, what, where Danny was a tomboy? Where he's a rough and tumble, wrestle play with guns, bang, bang. Okay, what is with the smirk there, Danny? Come on now, what's up? You got a story to tell? Enlighten us. We want to know. I want to know. <laughs> I love it. Danny's like, you know, one Halloween, I actually wanted to be Julie Andrews. I love it, Danny. <laughs> Becky just kind of raises her eyebrows like, huh. And Danny swears her to secrecy, says, that does not leave, leave this living room. Does not leave that. This that does not leave this house. Do not tell Jesse and Joey that. They will ridicule me forever. <laughs> I'll never hear the end of it. Becky also she's rocking some nice black jeans, red top, very nice. Y'all, that's the thing though. It feels like everyone <laughs> so far, a handful are up for worse outfit. At least three. Love Danny's tie. Stephanie's coat of many colors jumper, and then Michelle's flower dress. I, I'm just, I don't know. I, I may honestly say I, I like, I like Michelle's leather, full leather jacket with the black jeans and the white shirt. It's pretty cool. What? Hey, Michelle. <laughs> Didn't you just leave? Teddy and Aaron are here. Why are we here? Michelle says she had a big surprise for us. Yep. Oh, yeah. It better be good. <laughs> hey, Kitty. Yo, Aaron. <laughs> Michelle, what are you doing? I'm a boy now. <laughs> Let's play good. said she's a boy. Oh, Danny, don't worry. When I was Michelle's age, I was a real tomboy. Didn't you ever go through a phase like that? <laughs> you know, uh, one Halloween, I actually wanted to be Julie Andrews. That doesn't leave this room. So now we're upstairs in Stephanie and Michelle's room. They are the, boy, the boys. <laughs> Michelle and the boys are playing with the guns, and Michelle's like, I got you, Teddy! Teddy clutches his chest. He's on Michelle's bed. Boom! He keels over. Michelle jumps on her bed and is like, Teddy, are you hurt? Any form of femininity that comes out of Michelle now that she has taken on this new look or identity 
Aaron's not about it. He's like, what are you doing? Michelle says, I'm being a nurse. This man has a serious owie. Yeah, Aaron's not. It's like, hey, wait a sec. You said you were a boy. And Michelle says a boy can be a nurse. That's right. She is 100% correct. A boy can be a nurse. Absolutely. Oh, why is Aaron just, ugh, this kid. It's like, let's get out of here, Teddy. She's not real. She's not a real boy. Teddy, get a backbone. This kid, get a backbone. Because he pops up and he's like, I guess you're right. Sorry, Michelle. Nice try. It's just hard, but he's like, nice try, Michelle. It's like, you fooled me, Michelle. Teddy comes up and is like, hey, kid, you having fun? Teddy and Aaron start circling Danny going, bang, 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 bang. And Aaron says, I got you, Mr. Tanner. And he doesn't call him Mr. Tanner. And Danny's like, ah, I, lucky for me, I was wearing my anti-ray gun repellent. And Aaron looks at Teddy and says, you know what, you're right. He is weird. <laughs> like, you were right. He is strange. <laughs> hey, are you hurt? What are you doing? I'm being the nurse. This man has a serious owie. <laughs> I thought you said you were a boy. So, a boy can be a nurse. Let's get out of here. She's not a real boy. I guess you're right. Nice try, Michelle. Hey, you kids having fun? Nah, <laughs> uh, lucky for me, I just sprayed myself with my anti-ray gun repellent. You were right. He is strange. <laughs> Teddy and Aaron leave, and Danny apologizes to Michelle. Like, hey, kiddo, I'm sorry I broke up your fun. And Michelle looks at Danny and says, I'm a crummy boy. And Danny says, well, honey, that's because you're a girl. And he asks her, why do you want to be a boy? And she tells him, because Teddy doesn't want to play with girls right now. Or basically anymore. She thinks, like, this is a, he's never going to be my friend again. And he's like, oh, I see. That's what's going on. All right. And I like the talk that Danny has with her. He says, you know, honey, you need to understand that you know, and I understand that you're having a hard time with this, but Teddy's going through something called a phase. And she asks, what's a phase? And he says, well, <clears throat> there's that, there's stages that kids go through sometimes. They're temporary, mostly. And Teddy right now is in the I don't want to play with girls stage. And Michelle says, I don't like this stage. He's like, yeah, I, I, I know you don't, but, you know, Teddy, Teddy will come around. You know, once he realizes uh, that Aaron is uh, not really the best friend. Yeah, he does say a stage is pretty much something that you go through and you eventually you grow out of it. And he tells her, you know, you once went through a stage where you don't, you didn't like chocolate cake. And Michelle, she's like, what? <laughs> he says, no way. Like, uh, well, it only lasted like a few minutes, but <laughs> it only lasted 10 minutes. Honestly, to me, is not the same comparison where, oh, you one time didn't like, like, I love bacon, and I've loved it since I was a kid. My grandma sw swears at one point, for whatever reason, 
there's a short amount of time where I wouldn't eat bacon. I don't know the reason why. I don't, just, it didn't last long. Um, I know I definitely liked bacon with cottage cheese. I haven't had that in a while, but I, ugh. Hormel Black Label, my favorite type of brand of bacon, really. Um, they have different, you know, apple wood, cherry wood. Uh, pecan wood is one that I, I really like that. I'm sorry, I'm getting on the subject of bacon and making everyone probably, like, I want to get some bacon. <laughs> the thing that is sad for Michelle is the fact that she kind of usually will, well, everyone does have one good friend. And like I said, there's no rule that says you can't have more than one best friend. But it's always good to have, you know, more than one, if, if, you, if you can. If you have, you know, multiple friends, that's awesome. So that way, if one friend's busy, it's like, hey, call up your other friends, see what they're up to, you know, that kind of thing. I mean, even though, you know, usually I would have one really good, you know, best friend, and then I would have some other friends on standby. I mean, not friends that I'd, like, go over to their house or anything, but it's like, hey, this other friend's busy, or they're not here at school today, you want to hang out and we can play whatever. I don't like where Denny's going with this. He's like, don't worry, because one day all the boys are going to want to play with you all the time. I don't like where this is headed. It just seems wildly inappropriate. And she's only six. You don't... He could have just left it at, look, he's, Teddy's going through a stage. Eventually he'll grow out of it. And you'll have your best friend back. But for right now, just... Uh, and that's the thing. It just feels like other than Denise and Lisa, there are no other female friends. And we don't even meet Lisa till like, season eight. So, it's just, ugh. Danny says, oh, when all the boys want to play with you <laughs> down the road all the time, I go into my keep away from my daughter stage. This is so far over Michelle's head. She doesn't even understand. Yeah, she, he's like, Dad, let's bring it back to Teddy and why he doesn't want to hang out with me. I just want my best friend back. See, all that stuff about, what, yeah, when you get older, all the boys want to play with you all the time, and then I, you know, she doesn't, that's over her head. She's six. You could have tabled that for when she's, like, 12 years old. And he tells her, you know, honey, if he's really your best friend, he will come back. He'll come around. It's just going to take some time. Yeah, once he notices how uh, much of a bossy pants that Aaron is, he'll come around. And that's right. Real friends, they like you for who you are. You don't have to change yourself for them. Like Michelle thought she had to, you know, be a tomboy to be able to hang out or be a you know, boy to hang out with her friend. Like that was the only way that... He would accept her. Like, no, no, I wouldn't. Uh... Don't lower your standards just to make someone else happy or to feel included. Oh, if I don't do this, I'm not going to feel included. My best friend won't want to hang out with me. They're your best friend. They are not going to ask that of you. They're just not. It's interesting how this is not the first time that Danny has had to give this when Michelle asks, who am I? DJ asks the very same question of Danny in season three's Back to School Blues when she's looking in the mirror and asking, well, who am I? And he sings her praises and he's like, who are you? You, young lady, are Michelle Tanner. And he tells her, you are one terrific person. Says you're sweet, you're funny, listing all of her wonderful qualities. Says you're friendly. 
and kind. And I love how she looks up and says, keep going. <laughs> it's like, oh, I could go on for hours, kiddo. And he says, I could go on forever. And she says, you always do. Michelle, I didn't mean to break up your game. I'm a crummy boy. That's because you're a girl. Why are you trying to be a boy? Because Teddy doesn't want to play with girls anymore. Oh, so that's what's going on here. Look, sweetheart, I know you feel bad about this, but you got to understand, Teddy is just going through a stage right now. What's a stage? Well, a stage is when you go through something and then eventually you grow out of it. You once went through a stage where you didn't like chocolate cake. No way. It only lasted 10 minutes, but uh, you get the idea. Teddy right now is going through his I don't want to play with girls stage. I don't like this stage. Oh, I know. But don't you worry. Before you know it, all the boys are going to want to play with you all the time. Danny. And that's when I go through my keep away from my daughter stage. I just want my best friend back. Sweetheart, if he's really your best friend, he'll come back around. Because real friends like you for who you are. Who am I? Who are you? You are Michelle Tanner. You are one terrific person. You're sweet. You're funny. You're friendly. <laughs> kind. Keep going. I could go on forever. You always do. <laughs> Yeah, we get to the Ranger Joe set. Uh, we see that Jesse's got his his uh, band all set up there. They're going to play a song. Aaron is 100%, but he's pushing Teddy by the shoulders, guiding him over to, come on, Teddy, sit with the boys. And Teddy's like, okay, okay, don't have a cow. Dude! Kid, if you don't want that kid pushing you around, you need to say something. Here's a, this is really weird, this camera shot. When Aaron is pushing Teddy towards a tree stump to sit on, he's pushing, it's off to the left. But when we cut over to where Michelle is, they're now sitting off to the right. And it's just, it's weird. It's like they got them... Michelle just completely ignores, which walks by Teddy, like, mm, I'm not even going to acknowledge him. Yeah, he's like, hey, hey, hi, Michelle. Michelle stops, turns, looks back. Hello, Theodore. Michelle walks right over to Denise, doesn't bother to acknowledge the little brunette girl that's also there, and says, hi, my name is Michelle. And Denise says, hi, my name's Denise. And Michelle asks, what do you think of boys? Denise says, oh, boys are gross. It's like, yeah, they definitely are gross. Ugh. They both stick their tongue out. Yeah. Michelle asks, do you like boys? And Denise says, yeah, boys are gross. Michelle repeats exactly what Denise says. Yeah, boys are gross. Both Aaron and Teddy stick their tongues out at the girls as well. It's like, okay, kiddos, that's enough with the... Tongues back of the mouths and sit on your stumps. Cameras are going to roll in a minute. I think it's this time around, because it seemed for the most part, Aaron's hair was just a crazy 
mess. Like, it needed a comb run through it. At least here, it looks like he actually got a little bit of a haircut. Because it actually looks more styled and less of a crazy bedhead mess. Okay, uh, I'm sorry. I've been bagging on Aaron this whole episode. Just him. He's literally screaming, Break out jail! At the top of his lungs. I guess I got a shout to be able to be heard on the set. <laughs> so the audience at home can hear them. So Joey introduces Lumberjack Jess, his new sidekick. And here comes Jesse. He's rocking that. I get, is this? Red and black plaid, is that referred to as buffalo plaid? Because that, when I've looked at that up, it looks like buffalo plaid is like red and black. But he's got the hat with the, the earmuff flaps on the sides. He's got the buffalo plaid shirt. He's got the suspenders. Jesse's rocking that look. Let's find it hilarious. Looks like he's going to go chop down trees in the Arctic. I mean, lose the ear flaps. It's not the dead of winter. And Jesse says, see, they're laughing because you made me wear this stupid hat, Joey. And Joey's like, they're not laughing at your hat. And Aaron, the royal goof, oh, this kid. She says, yes, we are. But <laughs> Michelle finds it funny. So Jesse just feels really humiliated, ridiculed, emasculated, especially emasculated, and, uh, <laughs> oh boy. And Jesse, like, Ranger Joe, listen, I really don't fit into this enchanted forest thing here. And Joey's like, oh, sure you do. You signed an enchanted contract. And Jesse says, yeah, and I do need that enchanted paycheck. Alright, Jesse says, hey kid, you want to hear, you want to see the real Lumberjack Jess? Alright, well we are going to rock this forest. He's got his bandmates there that are not from Jesse and the Rippers. These three guys are just stand-ins they have at the studio, I guess. They're all wearing flannel and suspenders. It's like straight out of Little House on the Prairie. In fact, Jesse kind of makes me think of Isaiah Edwards without the beard. <laughs> he starts playing the knock, knock, knock on wood song, which is funny because it's a song that has wood in the title. So Joey asks Mr. Woodchuck, what do you think of the song? And Mr. Woodchuck gives it one paw up since that's the only one he can actually move. <laughs> and Ranger Joe asks, Jesse, take us home, Lumberjack Jess. And... Jesse sings the outro to Ranger Joe. These two kids, the ones that are from the beginning that don't talk, the dark-haired boy and the brunette girl, they jump off those stumps so fast and get out of the scene like their butts are on fire. So Denise takes Michelle by the hand and Michelle says, hey, let's go have fun. And Teddy is like, well, wait, where are you going? Oh, this is, uh, this is interesting. This is, um... What's the word I'm looking for? It's uh, predicting the whole dilemma down the road in a way. Because you're like, oh, I'm going out with my new best friend. <laughs> she has to ask her name. What's your name again? And Denise says, it's Denise. Yeah, her name's Denise. And Michelle Flatow says, yeah, her name's Denise. And you can't play with us, Teddy. Sorry. You're not a girl. Teddy, now I feel bad for Teddy. Teddy asks, why not? And Michelle says, well, because you're in a stage. And Teddy's like, what? What's that? She says, you're going through a stage. 
Cause that's news to Teddy. He's like, I am. This ah, this is news to me. Yeah, Michelle says, I'm sorry, I'd hang out, but you know that my new best friend here, and you you only want to hang out with boys. Sorry. And Teddy says, No, I don't. Aaron's too bossy. Well, he's been that way since day one. We know this. And Michelle asks him, do you want to be my best friend again? And Teddy says, I really do. I was like, I don't want anyone else. And Michelle celebrates. Yay, the stage is over! Teddy says, let's go play at my house. As he takes Denise by the hand and Michelle by the hand. Aaron stands in their way and says, ask Teddy, are you a girl lover? And Teddy says, yep, see ya. Oh, when he, when Teddy says, yep, see ya, all three of them, Michelle, Denise, and Teddy, do a, like, a high sign type of wave from Little Rascals. Oh, poor Aaron. Oh, my God. I cannot believe I'm feeling sorry for Aaron. He's like, hey, can I come too? Michelle says, okay, we're playing hide and seek. You hide first, and we'll find you. And then she says to Teddy, maybe. <laughs> maybe we'll find him. Oh, Aaron. Okay, buddy. You got, a, you got a good point in my book. Because he says, thanks, Michelle. Aww. She says, you hide and we'll find you. And then she says, maybe. <laughs> Michelle takes Aaron's hand and all four of them walk off. And that's the episode. Come on, Teddy. Start the boys. Okay, don't have a cow. Hi, Michelle. Hello, Theodore. Hi, my name is Michelle. My name is Denise. Do you like boys? Nah, boys are gross. Yeah, boys are gross. Mm. Okay, okay, kids. Come on, let's put those tongues away and let's put on our happy faces. Okay, we're on in five, four, three, two. Ranger Joe. Ranger Joe. He's the greatest guy I know. Ranger Joe. Howdy ho, Junior Rangers! Howdy ho, Ranger Joe! Junior Rangers, it's a very special day here in the Enchanted Forest. Say hello to my new sidekick, Lumberjack Jazz! <laughs> yeah, I told you to laugh because you made me wear the stupid hat. Oh, they're not laughing at your hat. Yes, we Uh, something wrong, Lumberjack Jess? Yeah, I feel like a lumberjackass. <laughs> Listen, uh, uh, Ranger Joe, I don't really, uh, I don't really fit into this Enchanted Forest thing. Oh, sure you do. <laughs> you signed an enchanted contract. <laughs> oh, that's right, and I do need that enchanted paycheck. <laughs> All right, kids, you want to see the real Lumberjack Jess? You get those rumps off those stumps, because we are gonna rock this forest. The way you love me is right You better now Well, Mr. Woodchuck, did you like that cartoon? Well, basically, I gave it one paw up because, well, that's all I can move. <laughs> okay, Lumberjack Jess, take us home. Ranger Joe. Ranger Joe. Be back tomorrow with a brand new show. Ranger Joe.
great show. Let's go have fun. Hey, where are you going? Where's my new best friend? What's your name again? Denise. Denise, and you can't play with us. Why not? Because you're going through a stage. I am? You just want to play with boys. No, I don't. Aaron's too bossy. Do you want to be my best friend again? I really do. Yay, the stage is over! Let's go play at my house. Teddy, are you a girl lover? Yep, see ya. Hey, can I come too? Okay, we're playing hide and seek. Thanks, Michelle. You hide and we'll find you. Maybe. <laughs> All right, I guess I said that's the episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I had a fun time with this episode. Worst outfit. Okay, we got three people in three places. So we are going to give them to Michelle's flowered black dress thing is number one. Number two is going to be Danny's tie. And number three is going to be Stephanie's coat of many colors overall jumper outfit. Best outfit, I want to honestly give it to, um, I think I actually want to give it to Aaron's outfit at the very end of the episode. He's wearing this kind of seafoam green, bluish green shirt. His hair doesn't look all matted and messy like in the beginning of the episode, so he gets the first place. Second place, uh, I'm going to give it to Becky. I like her black jeans and the red top. And of course... Third place is going to go to Michelle's black leather jacket, black jean, white t-shirt combo. And Tanner Teachable Moment is do not reduce yourself, change yourself to appease someone else. If your friend is ditching you to hang out with someone else who doesn't want to include you, then honestly, in my opinion, is then that friend isn't really a friend. If you want to wait it out until they come to their senses, that's up to you. I honestly would be like, fine, you know what, you do you, I'll take care of myself. And yeah, because no real true friend is going to ask you to change yourself. And in a way, Teddy didn't ask her to do that, but she felt like that was her only option to keep her friend. And at the end of the episode, she finally decided, it's like, well, if Teddy doesn't want to be my friend, then I guess I'll look for friends elsewhere. And friends that will accept me for me. Luckily, Teddy came to his senses and realized Aaron's too bossy, and I need to cut him loose. Moving from my friends list, basically. So that's a Tanner Teachable moment. Also, another thing, I mean, I know I could be a bit of a snoop growing up. I do 100% admit to that. As far as, you know, I didn't listen in on people's phone calls. But, um, yeah, I had an older sister, just like Stephanie has with DJ. And, yeah, I would probably, you know, look through her, you know, when we were growing up and everything like that. I remember she always chewed big red gum and her dresser drawers, at least the top ones, always smelled like. And even her, she had this red wallet that also contained the phone numbers of her friends, but also smelled like big red gum. I remember that. So, but, um, yeah, 
Don't don't be a snoop. Don't be a snoopy snoop. <laughs> Someone wants to tell you if you're meant to know information, they will let you know. If it's meant to be your business, they will tell you so. So, with that being said, then I guess this technically since I am doing the I've got a secret upload this week then I think this weekend I'll also upload because um, this weekend the uh, this one because the last day of November is the 30th so all right so of course as I had said earlier in December, I'm doing two Full House episodes. It's a double feature. It's a Jesse and Michelle double feature, even though we had a Michelle and Friends for this month. I am going to be covering Season 5, Episode... <clears throat> I gotta find it. In Season 5. Episode 19, The Devil Made Me Do It, which aired February 18th, 1992. In this episode, when Michelle's disobedience lands her in the doghouse, the little Bow Wow and Hurt wants to take wants to bite back. Meanwhile, DJ plays buffer between a bickering Kimmy and Stephanie. Um, I don't like that <laughs> uh, summary. Here's the next one that is maybe a smidge better. The temptation to fiddle with Jesse's forbidden music equipment is too great for Michelle, but when Jesse lands her in hot water for it, the little devil in her wants to burn him. Elsewhere, Kimmy and Stephanie are at each other's throats. It's up to DJ to referee the proceedings. Also, I'll be jumping ahead to season six with episode... 18, Please Don't Touch the Dinosaur, which aired February 23rd, 1993. In this episode, Jesse and Danny both get volunteered to take Michelle's class on a field trip to the museum. Jesse's rowdier bunch of kids causes trouble and end up destroying a dinosaur skeleton. Meanwhile, Stephanie and DJ get into an argument over who owns a baseball card supposedly worth $2,000. I have my doubts on that because of where the card was located in Joey's car for who knows how long. No card that's been sitting in the car for umpteen years on end braving the elements is going to be in any condition that is worth $2,000. It wasn't in a protective sleeve or a glass case. Nothing like that. It was probably in Joey's trunk along with all this other stuff, as Stephanie had a box full of Joey's quote-unquote trunk junk. So look forward to that. We're going to be wrapping up 2022 with those two episodes. I hope you all have a great, well, this will be going up after Thanksgiving. So if you celebrate Thanksgiving, I hope it's a good one. You have good food, good conversation, make some good memories if you do. Whether it's with family or friends, or friends who you consider family, or whether you're working, I'm going to be working. It's going to be an interesting time. Thanksgiving at the movie theater. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I worked it last year and I cannot remember what it was like. I'm sure it was very busy. <laughs> but, alright everybody. 
you want to email the podcast, you can do so at uh, omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. Have a great weekend, everyone. Bye-bye.